Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. 
The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political, special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back 
to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement. And we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. And welcome to Cold War Radio, ladies and gentlemen. How, how, when before has a man been hated by so many for trying to do the right thing? Welcome to Cold War Radio, ladies, live, ladies and gentlemen, live on our home base, WAAR. We are America Radio, your number one source for streaming political and government talk anywhere. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the bunker in my Smith & Wesson studio in the city of Pittsburgh. And Stacy Rush is driving around I-285 or I-85 or 54 or something around 78 or somewhere uh, in the Atlanta area. And when she gets into coverage, she may call in, but uh, she may be off for the evening. We will do what we have to do and hope that she calls in later. Uh, please follow me on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio to A's in War. Uh, there are video versions of the audio clips tonight uh, on the website and on the Facebook page. You can catch the show on Blueberry, Roku, YouTube. Cold War Radio is a proud iHeartRadio program. You can get the Cold War Radio app for free at your app store. If you want to send me an email, hutch at steelcityresistance.com. The Cold War Radio patron hotline is open at 412 567 one four six zero running solo tonight, so uh, tonight's the night to call. Chat room is up on Spreaker. Go to SteelCityResistance.com. That is all back up again. Also, uh, to catch any links, catch the show notes links there. They are extensive tonight, uh, and most importantly, on the right hand side, right hand column of the web page, uh, you can become a Cold War Radio patron and decide what we are worth to you. By the month, or you can opt out at any time, or lower your commitment, or raise it, or whatever you want to do. Snail mail is Hutch Bailey Jr. at P.O. Box 96022, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15226. So there, we got all that out of the way. Uh, late uh, The latest, first of all, let me start out this way. Let me say that everything that is being thrown at you, in all forms of media and entertainment and news, fake news, it's all designed to make you feel like I'm sure some of you do feel. And I just want to make sure that you never give the media that much power. Never let somebody else determine how you feel. You know and I know and the American people know that Donald Trump is the real deal. You also know that we are buried right now, buried in immorality, in crony capitalism, uh, just so many different things. And this man is trying to get us out of that. And there are real people out there, a lot with no voice, uh, that, that feel that way. And one way to tell is Gallup, the latest quarterly poll of small business owners, shows an overall confidence index of plus 106, the highest level in a decade. 
This third quarter results is a full 11 points higher than the second quarter confidence level that was also high. Now, you couple that with the fake news polls that Donald Trump's approval rating is 30%. Now, if you didn't believe the polls before the election, they're the same polls. They're the same pollsters. And they are trying to elicit, they are all banding together to try to decapitate this administration, and I'm going to go into that in detail uh, in a few minutes. But I just want to make sure... Uh, that everybody keeps their feet on the ground and is not uh, not shaken by this massive media and political psyops operation that's going on, and that's exactly what it is. And you're going to see that as we go forward. But we can beat it. We have. There are more enthusiastic people behind this man than there was behind Barack Obama, and this guy's doing good. This guy has shown results and will continue to show results that will increase that number. People will get sobered up, especially people uh, in their 50s and 60s. But I imagine that's going to work with younger people as well, especially when some of them start getting jobs. And I've told the, the story before about where I work. I almost stopped the guys today. But where I work, uh, we have a large landscaping crew that comes in to, to take care of our grounds. And for years and years, it's been an army of Mexicans. And I mean an army of middle-aged Mexicans, adults, full adults, probably parents and grandparents. Eight of them, maybe, six to eight of them. Well, this year, it, it changed into three teenage or very early 20s Americans three. So you can imagine what the Mexicans were getting paid. But I almost went up to them and said, hey, uh, and it's been the same guys, the same guys every every week. And I almost went up to them and asked them, hey, uh, are you guys Trump supporters? And, and whether they said yes or no, I say you should be. You replaced six Mexicans, you three guys. And I know you're making minimum wage, maybe a little bit more. But I just, I get, my, my heart warms when I see things like that. And it's going to, that's happening across the country. So, don't worry about the, the, the favorability polls. Don't get like Alex Marlowe and crying in your Cheerios about how bummed out you are. He sounded like a little girl today. Worried about this and that. And, oh, Trump's doing this and he's too, He's the first guy I've ever heard that said what he means and means what he says. Kim Jong-un needed to hear what he had, what he heard. Because he doesn't understand the other stuff. He's been playing, his family's been playing America since Bill Clinton. Federal judge orders State Department to search for Benghazi emails. Look at that, the court is finally involved. Benghazi, no less. The government moves slow, ladies and gentlemen. The Justice Department moves slow. But let's, uh, let's not jump to conclusions. Let's let this, uh, let this play out. There's an awful lot of work. One thing I know is the federal government doesn't go in to lose. So sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes years, especially when the start date was only January. And really, 
it wasn't January. It was whenever Sessions got sworn in. And he still doesn't have that much of a staff. I wonder what you think about this. Ivanka Trump will lead U.S. entrepreneur and... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Empowerment delegation to India summit. 412-567-1460 if you want to chip in. In, a, in about five minutes. Uh, not yet. Give it five minutes because I want everybody to listen to this. This is the president and vice president Pence hold an impromptu presser on North Korea, etc. And I want I want you to listen to a couple things. I want you to tell me after after the clip plays, I'm interested in hearing your opinion. I want you to listen to the tone the tone and inflection of the reporters and tell me if they don't sound like a bunch of spoiled millennials. I mean they don't even sound like adults, the tones of their voice. Listen to that. And then I want you to listen to him doing something that I have been waiting for a Republican president or Republican leader to do for so long when he talks about the Republicans in Congress. Uh, Producer, play the clip titled POTUS. Hello, everybody. We're having some meetings. I know you're going to be watching a couple of them. We have a lot of people here today. A lot of subjects under discussion, including Venezuela including, of course, North Korea and other things. And I think we're making tremendous headway. Uh, We'll be spending quite a bit of time here. And then we, uh, during the weekend, as you know, toward the end, we go into Manhattan, where I have a lot of meetings scheduled in Manhattan. Any questions? Mr. President, the North Koreans uh, said yesterday that your statement on Tuesday was nonsense. That's the word that they used. Do you have any response to that? Well, I don't think they mean that, and I think they, uh, it's the first time they've heard it like they heard it. Uh, and frankly, uh, the people that were questioning that statement, was it too tough? Maybe it wasn't tough enough. They've been doing this to our country for a long time, for many years. And it's about time that somebody stuck up for the people of this country and for the people of other countries. So, uh, if anything, maybe that statement wasn't tough enough. And we're backed by 100% by our military, we're backed by everybody, and we're backed by many other leaders. And I noticed that many senators and others today came out very much in favor of what I said. But if anything, that statement may not be tough enough. What would be tougher than firing Gary? Well, you'll see. You'll see. We don't talk about that. I never do. I'm not like the other administration that would say we're going into Mosul in four months. I don't talk about it. We'll see what happens. But I can tell you that what they've been doing and what they've been getting away with is a tragedy and it can't be allowed. We'll always consider negotiations, but they've been negotiating now for 25 years. Look at Clinton. He folded on the negotiations. He was weak and ineffective. You look what happened with Bush. You look what happened with Obama. Obama, he didn't even want to talk about it. Now, was that rich? 
Negotiate? We've been negotiating for 25 years. Start it back. But I talk. It's about time. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. Talk about your relationship with Senator McConnell. I just want him to get repeal and replace done. I've been hearing repeal and replace now for seven years, but I've only been doing this for two years, and I've really only been doing this for six months, but I've been running. So now it's almost two years, and I, all I hear is repeal and replace. And then I get there, and I said, where's the bill? I want to sign it first day, and they don't have it. And they passed repeal and replace, but they never had a president, frankly, or a Senate that was going to do it, but they never have, had a president, so it didn't matter. So I say very simply, where is repeal and replace? Now I want tax reform and tax cuts. We're going to reduce taxes for the people. We pay more tax than anybody in the world, and we're going to reduce taxes. So I say tax cuts, tax reform, and I want a very big infrastructure bill where we're working on that very hard already, and we can do that. And we may even get bipartisan on infrastructure, but we want to have it. But I said, Mitch, get to work and let's get it done. They should have had this last one done. They lost by one vote. For a thing like that to happen is a disgrace. And frankly, it, it shouldn't have happened. Should that I can tell you. Should it shouldn't Senator have happened. Senator McConnell consider stepping down as majority leader. There's some conservative uh, analysts, including Sean Hannity, say it's time for him to retire. Well, I'll tell you what. If he doesn't get repeal and replace done, and if he doesn't get taxes done, meaning cuts and reform, and if he doesn't get a very easy one to get done infrastructure, if he doesn't get them done, then you can ask me that question. So what is that? Yes you can no? ask me the question. That means ask me that question. Let's hope he gets it. Crisis, an emergency, so why don't you the opioid crisis is an emergency, and I'm saying officially right now it is an emergency. It's a national emergency. We're going to spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money on the opioid crisis. We're going to draw it up and we're going to make it a national emergency. Uh, it is a serious problem, the likes of which we have never had. You know, when I was growing up, they had the LSD and they had certain generations of drugs. There's never been anything like what's happened to this country over the last four or five years. And I have to say this, in all fairness, this is a worldwide problem, not just a United States problem. This is happening worldwide. But this is a national emergency, and we are drawing documents now to so attest. Mr. President, there's been some mixed messages coming out of your administration on North Korea. Secretary Tillerson seems to advocate for diplomacy. Secretary Mattis seems to advocate for more. There are no mixed messages. There are no mixed messages. I heard, uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, General Mattis may have taken it a step beyond what I said. Uh, there are no mixed messages, and Rex was just, you know, stating the view. But look, here's the view. I said it yesterday. I don't have to say it again. And I'll tell you this. It may be tougher than I said it, not less. It may very well be tougher than I said it. Okay? How about one more? Can you offer any assurance to the American people who are understandably anxious about the situation with North Korea? They see images of these missiles coming up in the air. The threats are bombed. They see your statement about fire and fury. Should they be comfortable that you have this under The people of this country should be very comfortable. And I will tell you this. If North Korea does anything in terms of even thinking about attack, of anybody that we love or we represent or our allies or us, they can be very, very nervous. I'll tell you what, and they should be very nervous. 
because things will happen to them like they never thought possible, okay? He's been pushing the world around for a long time. And I have great respect for what China and what Russia did and those 15, we got a 15 to nothing vote. I have great respect for China and Russia, what they did on sanctions. I believe that will have an effect. I don't think it will have the kind of effect, even though I was the one, we were the ones that got it. And Nikki Haley did a great job. We all did a great job. But I have great respect for what they did. I have great respect for the 15 to nothing, but probably it will not be as effective as a lot of people think it can be, unfortunately. I think China can do a lot more, yes. China can, and I think China will do a lot more. Look, we have trade with China. We lose hundreds of billions of dollars a year on trade with China. They know how I feel. It's not gonna continue like that. But if China helps us, I feel a lot differently toward trade. A lot differently toward trade. So we will uh, do, I think, the people of our country are safe, our allies are safe, and I will tell you this, North Korea better get their act together or they're gonna be in trouble like few nations ever have been in trouble in this world, okay? So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll just, just for the record, and Norway can tell you this, uh, I never play clips that long, but when I listened to that clip, the analysis was he covered just about everything in there. The man is on top of his game. The media are the ones that are out to lunch. He's doing well. Uh, now, he's got some problems internally that we're going to talk about, uh, but he covered just about everything. Mattis took it even further, saying, and I'm paraphrasing, North Korea shouldn't do anything that will destroy their weapons and destroy their people. And I'm thinking, wow, that's uh, that's the way to put it. Uh, don't know what just happened there, but oh well. Caller, try to call back if you would like to be on the show. Uh, let me just make sure that I'm. Yeah, okay, we're good. Uh, I want to talk about something now, uh, and you can you can take this to the bank. And you kind of heard the president allude to it, uh, but a guy named Gordon Chong, uh, an Asian expert. Uh, gave an analysis of the ongoing North Korea issues. In an interview, Mr. Chang outlines, uh, okay, there we go. He outlines the dynamic between U.S. President Trump and North Korean President Kim Jong-un and Chinese President Xi Jinping. And we'll get to that in a second, but let's welcome 404 to the program. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, Hutch Bailey Jr. at Stacy. Oh. There she is. How's it going, Stacy? Are you getting close to the studio? <laughs> I did get a little bit closer. You almost had it right. I was on I-75. So, uh, yeah, connection not so great. I just listened to your clip on Donald Trump, and I just wanted to make a couple of comments um, before I have to go. Number one, sorry I couldn't join you for the whole show, and I hope everyone is doing well tonight. Um, but the first thing I, I think the word you were looking for for those millennials were, was that homosexual would have been the first <laughs> dude that was asking the question. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, no, they, they all three sounded like little children up there. But what I noticed that was most impressive was how confident and at ease President Trump was. And I think he should do more press conferences. I really do. 
Um, I think it helped get news out there that may not be being covered. Um, he covered a lot of points in his pressers today, and he sounded comfortable and at ease, and I hope he does more of them. Um, and then the uh, – I was trying to think if there was one other thing that I wanted to say about that. Um, I, I do – I heard you earlier in the show, too, talking about people getting down and – um, and, and I think you're right. The, the polls are incorrect. I think they are designed to make us feel a certain way. And I hope that everybody will take that into consideration, maybe turn off regular news and listen in to more of you and Wayne and other uh, conservative talk radio, because he really is doing a good job with his exception of praising McMaster today. I think he's done an exceptional job, and I think he'll continue to do it. Um, and and I think he's showing real strength where strength and uh, determination need to be handled as far as North Korea is concerned. I do too, and and I have to admit that uh, when I heard that, I, I'm I can fall victim to this stuff as much as anybody. I just know how to turn it off. And when uh-huh. when the president gave that, when I got finished listening to that earlier, I felt great. I felt uh-huh. just absolutely wonderful. This guy's got it, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, but let me ask I you. I love it. He was—he's fabulous as far as he's like. Look, maybe you know when you were talking about you know we've been negotiating for twenty-five <laughs> years. The time is over. It was—it was excellent. It really was. It was right on point. Did you get a chance to listen to Breitbart News Daily this morning? I did not. I heard only about five minutes of the beginning. So Alex Marlowe was on the top of the tank as far as uh, being real concerned about polls and such. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was all bummed out. He sounded, it was horrible. You know, I mean, well, he has a he has a, a job to do. and uh, But, you know, a lot of things are intertwined, and you never know what, what's really going on. Uh, I want to thank you for calling in, though. Yeah, and absolutely, everybody had a fabulous evening, and I'll continue to listen in for the remainder of my journey tonight, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Stacy. All right, Stacy Rush, ladies and gentlemen, from Atlanta, in her mobile studio, never to be without social media and the news, but she makes a great point. Stop watching the news. It's worthless. It's propaganda, and I mean Fox, too. Uh, I have not watched the med- the news on tele- cable television for weeks now, and it's great. Uh, I get my news where I decide to get my news, and, when, and I get bad news there, too. I'm not looking for just something I want to hear. Uh, but anyway, back to Gordon Chong. Uh, he says that uh, the fire and fury comments intended for China, not for North Korea. Let's listen to a, a short uh, interview with, uh, with Fox. Uh, I will listen to clips when it's interviews and such, but uh, listen to Gordon Chong. We are back with the Fox News alert on mounting tensions between the U.S. and North Korea as we learn that Pyongyang can now produce miniaturized nuclear warheads that could fit on missiles. Reports claiming the U.S. estimates the North has up to 60 nuclear weapons in its arsenal and a new threat aimed at over 160,000 people living on the U.S. island territory of Guam. That is raising some concerns about security options available. 
and how likely we are to use them. Gordon Chang is an Asia analyst and the author of the book. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nuclear showdown. North Korea takes on the world. Gordon, thank you for joining us. Thank you. You actually think that some of the rhetoric that we've heard in the past couple days is actually directed at China, not North Korea. Is that right? Yes. This fire and fury comment that was really directed, of course, to North Korea because that's reinforcing the message of deterrence. But it's also directed at the Chinese because, you know, we have seen that President Trump from June 20 on in that famous tweet has started to really be concerned about what the Chinese are doing. And so there's been a lot of diplomacy with regard to Beijing. We saw that with, for instance, not going forward with the Section 301 trade investigation of China's Intellectual Property Acts and a number of other things. But also, Melissa, it was significant that today, in that two-part tweet from President Trump, he says that no country will ever longer than the United States. That's not a message directed to North Korea. The only country that could be directed to is of course. So I think that that fire and fury, that's really directed to the Chinese and saying, look, if you don't do anything, you're going to have a war on your doorstep. Another expert on this show said that they thought that China would only get involved at the very last minute. Do you agree with that? And what do you think the last minute would be? Well, uh, China will get involved when the United States imposes such costs on it that it has no choice but to help us. So, for instance, you know, President Trump did sever a small fried Chinese bank from the global banking system, Bank of Dundong. He did that on June 29th. But he hasn't gone after the big Chinese banks like Bank of China, which was named in a 2016 U.N. report for divide and operating a money laundering scheme. And if we go back down five blocks on 6th Avenue here, we're going to see a Bank of China branch. And the question is, why are they still operating here when they're helping North Korea in ways that are abusing the U.S. financial system? So President Trump hasn't gone after them yet. And so I think that essentially here we've got a number of things that the U.S. can do to push China in the right direction. We just haven't done them yet. Do you think that that kind of pressure, though, do we still have that kind of time? If you're talking about economic pressure on China or does it okay got to cut it short a little bit uh, didn't realize I ate up so much time already uh, but Donald Trump uh, tweeted my first order as president was to renovate and modernize our nuclear arsenal it is now far stronger and more powerful than ever before hopefully we will never have to use this power but there will never be a time that we are not the most powerful nation in the world God bless America and God bless the president uh, that was from Conservative Treehouse, and another from there. A lot of the show is from there tonight. Uh, I find it really interesting today's uh, coverage. Uh, this is a funny title: "More Granules, Friends with Benefits, Quiet Activity Appears After Phone Calls." Uh, as you know, Conservative Treehouse takes a different approach at significant world events. We try to share the untold stories as they shake out in real time in granular details not noted by the mainstream media. We discuss the stuff on the way to the destination. That way, when we arrive at a waypoint, we have a historic res reference, a backstory to comprehend consequential headlines when they happen. With that in mind, here's another non-discussed granular detail 
spotted recently building toward a much more significant geopolitical outcome vis-a-vis Russia. You might remember on August 4th, President Trump and French President Emmanuel had a phone call. The outline of the phone conversation is, and you can get it on the show notes links if you want to go there, but there was no real reason for them to be chatting, or was there? Western media has paid virtually no attention to how Trump's big-picture economic policy enmeshes and bolsters his national security policy. Quite literally, and I really want to emphasize this, Secretary Mnuchin, Treasury, and Secretary Ross, Commerce, are just as important as Secretary Mattis and Secretary Tillerson. Stop and think about that for a minute. When President Trump went to Saudi Arabia for the Arab Security Summit, the two most visibly active cabinet members were Mnuchin and Ross. When has a Treasury Secretary and Commerce Secretary ever had as much importance during world security events? Think about it. Who was Obama's Commerce Secretary during Iran negotiations? We are all familiar with the role of Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense when it comes to geopolitical issues of national security. Everyone knew every prior administration Secretary of State and Defense. We always saw these two people used during international diplomacy and national security discussions. But when was the last time the Commerce Secretary was part of the national security apparatus? Or the U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer now? See the point? Everything President Trump does to ensure national security keeps the traditional application of diplomacy and defense, but necessarily overlays international economics over the entire dynamic. Defense and diplomacy are still important, but with Trump, there's a more laser focus on the economics of the situation. Money has always made the world go round, and no one applies this leverage like President Trump. No one has ever fathomed using economic leverage in ways that President Trump does. There's not even a close second. That new paradigm, that very Trumpian approach, is what brought China and Russia to support Nikki Haley in the UN Security Council resolution against North Korea. Economics, it's always about the economics. There are trillions of dollars at stake in the geopolitical economic chess match. We've outlined at length how President Trump is in this economic and trade battle space with China over North Korea, but we haven't emphasized Russia enough and how Trump's economic influence plays out with Syria and Iran. Now, you can go in, this this article is quite extensive. Uh, At the end, it says, uh, as Tigger would say, TTFN. And let's uh, just listen to that. TTFN, ta-ta for now. (laughs) (laughs) That's Tigger, I couldn't couldn't resist ladies and gentlemen uh but you know it makes me it makes me think of something that newt gingrich once said and he said in order to be the strongest nation in the world we have to be the strongest nation in the world and when you have lifelong politicians uh working out their deals and their uh treaties and their their international and geopolitical posturing you got to understand that they're doing it with other people's money. Trump has done this same thing with his own money. And he realizes that $20, $20 trillion in debt we already lost. You know, you, you go on the battlefield and you lose if you don't fix that. How are you going to pay for a war? 
you know and it's just uh, it's really it's really refreshing to see this it really is now 412-567-1460 now's the time to call if you want to ring up uh but the liberal media i'm, I'm going to talk about something here that's uh it's going to be controversial uh, i'm not sure if everybody's gonna and I, i'm not even sure if i buy into it uh, completely but i want you to listen to it because it's really uh a different point of view that makes a lot of sense Liberal media and useful pawns unite to remove Steve Bannon from White House. The useful pawns from Sundance. The useful pawns continue their efforts to take out President Trump's national security advisor, H.R. McMaster. But what they don't realize, and the professional liberal activists do realize, is that ultimately the only person they're going to remove is strategist Steve Bannon. The same battered conservatives that stood for an ovation to House Speaker Paul Ryan at CPAC 2015, two months after he passed the omnibus, the same battered conservatives who failed to see the inherent risk created by General Mike Flynn in November 2016, are now rushing to create a binary choice between Steve Bannon and H.R. McMaster in the White House. Specifically because of their chosen approach, the efforts against McMaster will lead President Trump having to decide between two senior administration officials, Bannon or McMaster's, and in deciding which to keep, Bannon will be the biggest loser. Predictably, the professional political left know how to game out this dynamic. The professionally Democrat are much better political strategists, and they are more than happy to play along, knowing exactly what to do. Meanwhile, in their efforts to take down McMaster, the useful idiots and battered conservatives in right-wing media are walking obviously into a familiar trap. The person the professional political left really want to target is Steve Bannon. Bannon represents everything the left-wing activists hate. They've already tried a few different approaches to take him down and isolate him from the presidency with no measurable success. Enter the McMaster haters. Cruise bots, battered conservatives, and useful idiots. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that everybody that's out after McMaster is one of those things, because clearly uh, there are some reports that have come out that would make anybody who supports Trump angry with McMaster. Origin of now. Now, this is the part you got to go to the to the website and the show notes to check out. All of these are hyperlinks. And this is for you to do your own research. Origin of McMaster and NSC conflict. See here. False and intentionally misleading propaganda against McMaster. See here. Propaganda team tries to push conspiracy theory into mainstream. See here. President Trump rises to defend H.R. McMaster. See here. Victor Davis Hanson. McMaster is an asset. See here. It took about 24 hours for the professional left to identify the benefit but as soon as they did, they immediately took action to fuel the angst against McMaster. They know just how to play it out. Liberal activists are much more Machiavellian-minded from years of tutelage at the knee of Alinsky's ideologues. They know exactly how to play this out and create a win-win. The real target is Bannon. The professional left know how to use the McMaster crisis as an opportunity to engage their real target. If leftists can help create a division between Bannon and McMaster, 
they are more than willing to do so. Well, they don't have to do that because that's already there. That's already there in spades. They hate each other. McMaster wants to go to war, and Bannon wants to get out of Afghanistan. The removal of Bannon, they predict, will infuriate the Trump base. Yes, it will. Of support and ultimately provide the fracture needed to weaken the president. I don't think it'll do that. The problem is, is that H.R. McMaster has the support of General John Kelly, President Trump's new chief of staff. McMaster also has the support and confidence from Defense Secretary General Mattis, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, Joint Chiefs Chairman Joe Dunford, Admiral Mike Rogers, Mike Pompeo, and ODNI Dan Coates. Do you really think in a binary choice between political strategist Steve Bannon and National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, President Trump is going to rebuke the most senior intelligence and security officials in his administration? Think about it. And he emphasizes, no, really. Stop and think about it. Follow the argument to its logical conclusion. Do you really expect to see President Trump fire National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, the second National Security Advisor released in 200 days? It's not going to happen. So I would just uh, ask you to go to the show notes links. There's several tweets there. Several links that you uh, that you heard, and decide for yourself. I'm going to sit back and watch. I'm not going to uh, entertain any more partisan attacks, even though I have my own feelings. That argument makes a lot of sense. If if they're that, if they're that devious, and I believe that they are. It's not to say that they invented. The situation, rather that they took advantage of something that was growing. Again, I don't know if I buy into that, but I certainly don't just dismiss it out of hand. It's something that's clearly plausible. 412-567-1460. Now we're going to go to Mexico. And another one. I said the whole show was just about from the conservative treehouse. They had a good good uh, battery of stuff this evening, or the, today, rather. Blackmail. Mexican economic minister. This is, this is audacious. Threatens to flood U.S. with illegals if we don't give them a good NAFTA deal. When candidate Trump, and we all know this, when he first proposed renegotiating NAFTA back in 2015, everybody was stunned, especially the globalists. Fixing bad trade deals have never been proposed by any candidate. Candidate Trump also proposed a border wall. Those two policy initiatives are entirely connected. Almost immediately, the government of Mexico realized the potential impact and threatened to use illegal immigration if NAFTA was reopened. Well, Trump won the presidency. The crony capitalist, lobbyist in D.C., the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Tom Donahue, that's that's Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell's pimp, if you didn't know it, are freaking out. Congress was notified of the intent to to renegotiate NAFTA. Mexico and Canada were notified. Commerce Secretary Ross, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin 
are ready to begin next week on Wednesday. President Trump and Secretary Ross have already announced they will try to renegotiate NAFTA on a trilateral basis, U.S., Canada, and Mexico. However, if it doesn't work, they'll scrap the three-way NAFTA and go one-on-one with individual bilateral agreements. From Mexico City and Reuters, Mexico could pull back on cooperation in migration and security matters if the United States walks away from talks to renegotiate the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA. The Mexican economy minister said in a newspaper report published on Thursday, Ildefonso Cuellardo, who will take part in the first round of NAFTA talks with U.S. and Canadian officials in Washington on Wednesday, told the Reforma Daily that new tariffs on Mexican exports to the United States were unacceptable. (laughs) If they do not treat us well commercially, they should not expect us to treat them well by containing the migration that comes from the other region of the world and crosses Mexico. How about we set up a couple machine gun nests? Or they should not expect to be treated well in collaboration with security issues in the region. Guayardo also said if U.S. President Donald Trump moves to impose tariffs of 35% on any Mexican exports, Mexico could respond with mirror actions, such as putting an equal tariff on U.S. yellow corn. Well, you know what? You just go ahead and do that, and you know what we can do? We'll just end the ethanol subsidies and eat all of the corn that we grow. Because that's about a ridiculous situation that's going to probably happen anyway. Uh, what a bunch of arrogant people, though. You know that we're gonna. <laughs> this is a, a government that's gonna gonna advocate criminality. I mean, we should shut down talks with them just for that. I didn't lose anything in Mexico. I mean, I, you know, you got to understand uh, where, where you're standing when you're negotiating with somebody. I don't think they have a whole lot of leverage in, in the whole the whole game. Maybe a little bit, but ah, unbelievable. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, wrapping up, this is a this is a karma story. And, and I can't believe, well, I, actually, I guess it is happening throughout the party. But Democrats want Washerman Schultz to go away. And I guess when you think about it, they're starting to call Nancy Pelosi a liability. Uh I haven't heard Hank Johnson. Actually, I did hear Hank Johnson on a couple radio shows lately. Like they, like it was the first time that they had ever uh, heard the clip. You know, I mean, this guy is, is certifiable, and and to uh, hear it, to hear it, it was on Breitbart. To hear it like it was the first time he ever uh, heard it was was something. Uh, kind of made you wonder uh, where his experience was but uh you know what why not let's just do this this is a uh island that at its widest level is what 12 miles from shore to shore and at its smallest level uh or smallest uh uh location it's uh seven miles uh, uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? 
I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 20, 24 miles long, about 7 miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000, and again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. And, uh, and also, uh, things like the uh, environment, uh, the sensitive areas of uh, the environment, coral reefs and those kinds of things, and I know that you know, lots of people don't like to think about that, but, you know, we didn't think about global warming either. And um, now we do have to think about it. And so uh, I'm concerned from an environmental standpoint whether or not Guam is the, the, the best place to do this relocation, but it's actually the only place. Is that correct? Uh, this is the best place. This is the farthest west U.S. territory that we own. And, uh, you know, I, this is part of our nation. Uh, and in readdressing the forward presence and posture importance uh, to Pacific Command, uh, Guam is uh, vital to this decision. Priceless, ladies and gentlemen. You can't make that stuff up. And all I can say is that uh, when they talk about the opioid situation uh they must have some great stuff in atlanta because that guy sounds like a drugged out heroin junkie like i've never heard one i'll bet he nods out in the middle of uh, congressional hearings and congressional business ladies and gentlemen uh shaping our world on monday we have a very special two episode program and we have radio norway on the line i want him uh, to give you a description of what we're going to do on the next two Mondays. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Hutch. How are you doing? Doing well. <laughs> I I I uh, I had to uh, to transfer myself into uh, into the studio here, so I didn't uh, quite uh, catch who that guy was. Was that Hank Johnson? Yeah, Hank Johnson. That that clip has been played a hundred <laughs> times on, on my different shows. You can't. You just can't. It's priceless. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> I can't believe it. I, it's uh, I. That's gotta be a joke. I mean, really? <laughs> oh, I saw it. It's real. You should have seen the Navy. The, the Navy admiral shook it off like it wasn't even hilarious. The guys behind him were laughing, but he just was Fantastic. cool as a cucumber. Fantastic! Unbelievable. Well, uh, we are doing a uh, fantastic two-episode show about the Democratic Party. We uh, thought we'd uh, give you some ammunition to um, 
to uh, to help Trump out, to help you guys out, and to uncover how dirty the so-called Democrats are. It's uh, it's uh, it's just like the the Democratic Republic of Germany or the Democratic Republic of uh, North Korea. I mean, they can call themselves Democrats. Uh, as much as they want, but uh, they'll never be Democrats at heart. Or liberals. Or liberals, exactly. And you can so, see, uh, you can see, uh, this is developing very rapidly uh, on our college campuses, in our in our corporations that have very young CEOs like Google. I mean, they're trying to. They're starting to use the politeness. Uh, the politeness way of, of stopping free speech, but it quickly uh, goes to being enforced by the barrel of a gun. When Absolutely, and 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 uh, when you look at the the way American uh, education uh, educational institutions are run today, it's uh, it's brainwashing. Uh, a majority of them uh, are running brainwashings institutions, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's just horrible, and and people need to wake up uh, because uh, the the Democratic Party has had a very dark and murky past, and uh, that past is coming to the surface now, and we'll try to expose as much uh, of it, of it as we can in these uh, two hours uh, on Monday, and then the the Monday after that we'll do. Uh, uh, two one-hour episodes there, but you know there's so much material on this that uh, I think we'll even with two hours we'll be hard pressed for time. Well, thank you, Norway. I appreciate you coming on and informing the audience, and we will see you on Monday. See you then, Arch. All right, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And the thing about it is, is, is understand this: understand that the Democrat Party. They're under wraps right now, but they are every bit as violence-oriented as the Nazis were in Germany and the communists were around the world. If they got their way, and they've said it, some of their operatives have said it, and we'll bring some clips to you, uh, but these people, uh, they're hiding right now. But again, if they got their way and we continue to allow this rot in our, uh, in our colleges and universities, if we don't stop this, and if we don't start defending and upholding the Constitution of the United States, it's going to go away. Now, we have one very, very good thing going for us as long as the Democrats don't get back in power again, and that's the Supreme Court. And the reason I say that is because they're so ruthless that if they got power, enough power, they, they'd abolish the Supreme Court. They don't care about the U.S. Constitution one little bit. It gets in their way. That's all it does to them. They hate it. And we could probably find clips to bring that and, and let you hear that, too. I know of some. But you have people like Cass Sunstein, uh, who Pittsburgh is, is, by the way, the city of Pittsburgh is going toward the nudge. Cass Sunstein's great... Uh, great plan to nudge you into doing what he wants you to do and it turns from nudge like I said to fix bayonets it doesn't take long and uh, that's what the job of shaping our world on Monday is 
is bringing as much of that uh, that's relative to things that you know and have experienced uh, to you uh, so we don't repeat history because we tend to do a lot of that, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I blame the media for a lot of it. I blame the education system for a lot of it, and I blame Americans that are watching football for a lot of it, too. When I say that, I don't mean all football fans. You know what I mean. People that are not engaged in politics. Those who don't engage in politics are doomed to be ruled by their lessers. Remember that. I want to thank everybody for listening in the chat room. When I ran solo, we'll look forward to having Stacy back next next uh, Thursday. Next show will be on Monday. Stay tuned for the Wayne Dupree program coming up next and Steel City Resistance on Sunday at 8 p.m. with Jack at Mountain. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to a little bit of a day off, too. Although I don't really get one because the Wayne Dupree show goes two hours Friday and two hours Saturday. Hopefully we'll have a as good of a weekend as we did last weekend, bringing Dan Adams back onto the program. Good to have him back around. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Hutch Bailey Jr. on Facebook. Berg's Eye View on Twitter. Go to SteelCityResistance.com. Become a Cold War Radio patron. Thanks for letting me into your life for one hour, ladies and gentlemen. God bless.